turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Streaming now now. at kdow.biz and radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Another day, another big rally on Wall Street is taking hold. Let's talk a little bit about that. In the first hour of the show, I do the 6 o'clock hour, Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. But in the first hour, I talked about Something along the lines of, uh, for lack of a better phrase, it's too easy. Markets going up on a regular basis. High school dummies like me have been able to squirrel away enough to live off till the day I die in my investment lifetime. I look at investment lifetime going from 20 to 60. Anything is possible on Wall Street. Early on in my life, before I became an investor, I had your opinion. The market giveth, the market taketh away. With your luck, it'll probably take it away after you give it your attention, and you'll be burned for life. I want you to have a good experience when you invest. There's some budding optimism that we are going to be up another 10% in the next 10 months. Largely because the yield on the 10-year treasury has dipped back below 1.5%, but also because of the $1.9 trillion stimulus. Long-term rates are lower. That's a thumbs up from me. Pfizer and BioNTech, in conjunction with the Israeli Minister of Health, released a remarkable study that showed its vaccine was at least 97% effective against symptomatic COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and severe and critical hospitalizations. Wow. It's truly remarkable. The ECB left its key lending rates unchanged. 
thus creating a situation again of low cost money or prolonged low cost money. That's a thumbs up. The growth stock, mega cap stock, momentum stock, tech stock trade looks to be in favor. Puts a lot of weight on the broader markets because they're, they're market weight indexes. Boeing is reportedly on the cusp of winning a deal with Southwest for between 150 and 237 max planes. That statement says a hell of a lot. 150 and 200, max planes. You do the math. You look at Southwest. They're always busy pre-pandemic. They're expecting more business. Of course, they're going to retire some planes in the process. But that's a bullish sign. There's your sign. Get her done. I know I'm confusing blue-collar comedians, but that's a sign. That's a positive sign. It's a thumbs up from Rob. Initial jobless claims for the week ended, decreased by 42,000, sitting at 712,000. 712,000 is embarrassing. That's a bad number. It's way better than a million. But we need that number somewhere around 350 to 250,000 a week. We will create jobs as a nation on a regular basis. But when you're laying off 700,000, it's still a big number. Is it in the right direction? Yes. So those are the big thumbs up of the day. Initial jobless claims, better than expected. Boeing, possibly giving us all dreams of flying again. The growth stock mega cap momentum tech stock trade is in favor. ECB is not messing up monetary policy. Here, 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 here. For those of you who are newer listeners or those who, who might have missed an episode or two in the last 25 years, a lot of people believe that the Illuminati, no, no, not the Illuminati, that the Federal Reserve has caused recessions more so than the economy. That they raise interest rates too aggressively and too late, and they cut off the cost of, or they raise the cost of living aggressively. I can give you an example where the rising cost of money has dramatically affected an industry. Tony Mendez and others on the station do shows that are mortgage lenders. And we're seeing the number of refis freeze as interest rates have started to move back. I'm not going to say in a normalized area because there's still it's dang cheap money. It's just not as dang cheap as it was a couple weeks ago. Ten-year treasury back to 1.5%. Bumble's in the news today. Bumble's an interesting one for me because it's one of those dating sites <clears throat> And I don't know if you know, they all have funny names like, okay, Cupid is okay, stupid. I used to jokingly refer to the database of one of the swipe right dating platforms as the largest repository of STDs in the nation. I'm not allowed to say that anymore because I will be canceled. There's a question. Remember when Pfizer had the, uh, is it Pfizer or Merck? It's Merck. Has the Gardasil, is it? That stops children from getting HPV. Um, the human papillomavirus vaccine. Prevention of certain strains of the virus. Um, some women will get HPV and 
later in life be told and they'll go through their symptoms and then later in life their gynecologist will say oh by the way we need to put you on some drugs before you have your baby just so the baby doesn't get exposed to this and come out with birth defects or abnormalities or with the disease itself we have the possibility of vaccinating all of our children age 12 one little shot in the arm and wiping it out some Americans won't do it some Americans have signed up to do it do I think the flu shot's going to be a massive success? I do. But as a wise man once said to me, we're going to be dealing with this for a long time. So Bumble's in the news today, dating website. They beat revenue expectations. A dating service during a pandemic. Love during the time of cholera. A brand new novel by... Uh, yeah, we've always had love and we'll always have love in pandemics and out of pandemics. And it could have been black death or cholera. Still, people were making love and making babies. I guess I'm assuming dating equals making babies. <laughs> I think I need to go back to retraining class. But Bumble said they expect pent up demand for people who have been reluctant to date during the pandemic. I thought there was going to be pent up demand for fashion. I thought there was going to be pent up demand for hotel and leisure. I did not think Bumble and Match.com would be plays. All right, all right, all right. God, if I look like Matthew McConaughey, let's just put it this way. I would be single. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> He's married to a lovely woman for the record. AMC stock up 6% today. They said major releases will boost movie theater ticket sales this year. A quarterly loss that nonetheless saw better-than-expected revenue. AMC said 8 million patrons returned to its theaters during the most recent quarter. That's a good number, and it's a start. It's going to get much bigger. Do you remember when we were doing the show and we were talking about ideas like Movie Pass, Where for 30 bucks you can go to unlimited movies a month. And, oh boy, they went out of business fast. I'm looking forward to getting back to tech-innovating ways for us to see movies for free or on a subscription. At a movie theater. This pandemic, it needs to end at some point for me. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs. Now, back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black. On the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested in more. In the first hour of the show today, I talked a little bit about families with kids and how there should be a tax credit, part of the stimulus plan. And it's very complicated. It's one of the reasons I don't talk taxes often on radio. Um, it's good to have a tax accountant, a tax professional. Heck, even the tax software packages are pretty robust, all things considered, and should get you pretty close if you're not complicated. When did I start using a CPA? I started using a CPA when I had real estate in North Carolina and real estate in Vancouver, Washington. Um, for me, it became too complicated to file multiple tax scenarios in different states. 
So yeah, I spend the money on filing taxes, and I'm totally fine with it. Um, but I get people's reluctance and hesitancy. Now, looking at what is actually in the legislation of the $1.9 trillion, there's a nice-sized chunk that goes out to people with children. Here's where it gets problematic to talk taxes on radio. Everyone's tax scenario is different. Some of you are single with two kids. Some of you are married with four kids. Some of you are single with millions of dollars. Some of you are married with four kids and poor as poor can be. So who qualifies for tax credits and tax cuts? How much is taken down to your taxable owed versus do you actually get a check back? It really depends on where your income and where you're classified, which is nuts. Again, what do I sound like? That guy in the afternoon. What are you nuts? It's nuts to think about that we're classifying 56000 as a cutoff point of full benefits because 56000 in San Jose, California is poverty. 56000 in Gainesville, Florida, you're living like a, a king. Very different. The bottom fifth of earners, Americans who make less than $25,500 a year, are going to get the biggest bump, a $3,800 increase on average. 90% of the lowest earners are going to get a break. 39% of wealthy families could see a benefit. The top 20% would get about a $600 tax credit. Um, that's why you can't do this on radio. It becomes very complicated very fast. Right now, you get about $2,000 per kid under the age of 17. But again, if you owe... Hundred dollars, they'll they'll wipe out that hundred, but they won't give you the extra money back in cash. It's more of a let's wipe it out to zero. And to qualify for child tax credits, you also have to have a job. Whereas this is going to say, nope, we're going to wipe that line out for at least one year. It's very very complicated. About twenty seven million kids live in households that don't get the credits full value because parents' income is not high enough. And that's where it becomes just a mess. So talking taxes on radio isn't the smartest thing to do. Because you'll walk out of it going, that Rob Black said I, I was going to get $3,800 for a kid. Woohoo! And at the end of the year, this year, you're going to be like, come on, honey, push. Push. It's December 30th. We only got one more day, but I'm only five months pregnant. People will go crazy if I explain too much on taxes. Because it's so, everyone's different. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Jeremy Siegel sees 10% more upside this year in the stock market. He is with Wharton School of Business. Now, the only problem I have with Jeremy Siegel is that he's with Wharton. Not that the school's bad or anything like that, but I know that he's with Wharton. I know that he is a fun economist to follow. He's talking about things in his press release day about the Fed tightening eventually. And when they do tighten and raise rates, that is going to pressure stocks. And it will probably cause a bear market. He may not say that as much. 
but I don't think he's wrong with the implication. I like Siegel, but the thing I don't like is he's from Wharton, which tells me that he's kind of got a bias. His employer wants him to get X amount of hits per month. So he's out there pushing the promo. And that worries me a little bit. One of the big stories of the 2021 is the reopening trade versus the big tech dominance. Higher interest rates will slow both. So when Siegel talks about eventually the Federal Reserve will raise interest rates, just know that eventually Rob thinks that's going to be what gives us a year or two of digestion. And by that time, a year or two could be a day or two, depending on how high-frequency trading goes and other things, right? In the old days, we got expansions and we got recessions. The... Federal Reserve and the U.S. government didn't really mess around too much with the business cycle. If they did, it was typically in a counter-cyclical way by hiking interest rates when the economy got hot and taking the punch bowl away. We are in a constant state of perpetual boom, in my belief, until interest rates get to 3%. Maybe 2.5%, but one5 is good. When the 10-year treasury got down to 60 basis points, it looked like a near-death experience for our economy. And maybe it did. Maybe our economy died and went to heaven and it saw the light. And the light said, I'm not ready yet for you, economy. Go back to Earth. I don't think that happened, but maybe. What's your near-death experience? Oh, the I was the economy and... The angels told me to go back. My work wasn't done yet. You were the economy. Stocks basically go up all the time. And when they don't, they crash. That's not the most efficient distribution model. Um, but last week on tech stocks, they went down. And they went down 10%. A correction. Elon Musk lost billions of dollars in one week of paper. Only to see it come roaring back in one day. So there's not a lot of risk management going on in my world, and there should be more, because when you don't risk manage, you can put yourself in a pickle. I try to stay fully invested. I raise cash on occasion, but I'm not tactical. I'm not like, let's go for 17% cash. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Still feels the sting You were my everything Someday I'll find a love like yours A love like yours She'll think I'm Superman Not Superman No sick days, no snow days, no unions, no Portions of our programming are brought to you by our good friends at Provident Credit Union. With 21 Bay Area locations to serve you and your banking needs, visit ProvidenceCU.org. Now back to Rob Black and your money with your host, Rob Black, on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDOW. What a strange, strange world. 
Stimulus is on the way. Stock markets are rallying. Like it's 1999! Or something like that. 1999 was a weird year. Back when I was talking on radio in 1999, you know what the story was? Y2K. Year 2000. Will all the computers blip? Will mom get her social security check? Because the computers back when mom had social security were set up for zero, zero minus the year she was born. So if she's born in 33, she's 67. Yep, you qualify. No, no. When it's zero, zero minus 43, 1943, she was negative 43 years old. Oh, sorry, you qualified in 99, but not in 2000. We only give it to people over 66, not people under 40 years old or under negative 40. So there was a big panic, and there was Y2K stocks that were a rage, and they were putting them in ETFs, index funds or mutual funds. It was a thing. I don't want to say every year. I'd say every two or three years there's a new theme, something to get us going. This pandemic, we treated it like Ebola. We treated it like SARS, the bird flu, the swine flu. We said, it's nothing but a thing. It it too shall pass, and it won't wreak havoc. It wreaked havoc. So now we're in the situation of a sticky federal budget issue. My producer said, are you worried that we're spending $2 trillion? I'm like, not at all. I said, I've been watching that stupid debt clock since I was like eight years old as a child in New York City in Times Square. And I saw that and it freaked me out. I had nightmares about it, seeing how much debt was being added at an incredible space. And then I had a moment of Zen. I was like, I'm okay with it. It's the one of the loves of my life was a woman named Juliet. And the first time I met her mom, her mom's like, "Um, you know, Rob. Uh, we really liked Juliet's sister's boyfriend who they just they broke up. Um, he was a really good – we really liked him. We were really fond of him. I'm like, God, why is she telling me this? She's talking about Juliet's sister's boyfriend. And the dad at some point in time pulls me aside and says – and I, I told the mom. I was like, you know, if I ever make children with your daughter, I'm going to be the one who controls whether you see her or not. So you better like me as much as you liked him. And I thought it was funny. She didn't think that was funny. Um, but 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 her dad gave me a piece of advice. I gave the mom a piece of advice that, careful lady, I don't want to hear how much you like other people that are named me. But the other side of the was the dad who put his arm around me, Steve. Steve. And she was a daddy's girl, big time. Or she is a daddy's girl. I'm happy to say that she's moved on and... After having a lot of complications in that part of her body that makes babies, um, she's had a baby and I'm happy for her. But the dad pulled me aside and said, Rob, I just want you to know, you'll always have debt. And here I am, something 20 years oldish. My life's ahead of me. I'm starting a business. His daughter started a business where we, we're, we have it figured out of where we want to be the entrepreneurs versus the rats. And he says, you're always going to have debt. I'm like, you don't know me. I'm going to pay off all my mortgages. And he's like, no, no, no. Mortgages are good. They're low cost money. And he's kind of right. He's kind of wrong. But I was absolutely wrong thinking I have to pay that off before I die. You don't. 
you have to service it until the day you die. And now there's all sorts of things like reverse mortgages in case that's the biggest liability in your life and you're looking for another way of servicing your debt. There's some solutions. Selling it. Moving to a cheaper part of the country. But so he asked me, my producer said, are you worried about all this debt? And I'm like, nah. I freaked out when I was eight years old looking at that debt clock. So that, that's a bigger number than this. And it's, it's rolling up faster than this. So what I want is a debt-to-GDP number. I don't want it to climb too fast. But in my lifetime, if it, it stays below Japan's, I, I can look at Japan and say, okay, they're way ahead of us in the debt problem. We might catch him, and he might be onto something, and he may be wiser than me. I'm not saying it's a can we want to kick down the road. But if you're going to borrow money, the best time to borrow money could be when it's at 1.5% in low interest rate environments. And I'll be honest with you, since 9-11, since the terrorists flew the planes into the World Trade Center and the Pentagon, we've been marching our, our, our debt higher, but at lower rates. It's a, it's a plus and a minus. If you're going to spend, now is a good time to do a big infrastructure project. Do it now before the roads crumble and interest rates move to 3.5%, Do it now when they're at 1.5%. The cost of money is cheap. Are politicians smart enough to figure that out? Nope. So inside the Biden $1.9 trillion stimulus, $28.6 billion is going to restaurants. Restaurants. I've seen some of my favorite restaurants go out of business in the last year, and to me, there's a Darwinian thing going on. Well, they didn't have enough money. No, no, no. The Darwinian thing to me is something along the lines of this pandemic killed people. Our government told us to stay in. Our government told us to go out. Our government told us to stay in. Our government told us to go out. But restaurants weren't really allowed to operate in large parts of America. The restaurant industry probably lost $255 billion last year. And they're going to get $28 billion, roughly 10% back for the survivors. How is that going to be doled out? That seems pretty inefficient. Event venues... They received $1.25 billion in the Biden stimulus package. There was a big campaign called Save Our Stages that rallied support from lawmakers and high-profile artists trying to say, hey, look, you can't sell a takeout concert. And you're telling us we can't have people come in, young people drink alcohol, highly profitable, get each other sick and be super spreaders. You can't tell us that, like, we signed our contract, we signed our lease with an idea that pandemics weren't going to hit and we weren't going to be told by the government that we can't operate. So they're going to get $1.25 billion. American Airlines told 13,000 employees who have received furlough notices to tear them up following the passage of the bill. It provides more funding for the payroll support program. Other businesses like gyms, they're pissed off because they were left out of this round of support. My kid's soccer club left out of rounds of support. Um, they weren't allowed to play. Now, are they going to ask us for more money? You betcha. Um, but gyms had to do the same thing that restaurants and entertainment venues did, and they didn't get part of the pie. So it's a flawed piece of legislation. There's no doubt about that. But it's big. And that's got Wall Street thinking big. 
Should you think big? I don't know. I told you about Roblox. They came public. Their stock is shooting up. Virtual real, uh, metaverse. It's kind of got a people playing avatars kind of thing going on. Starting at a very young age, Microsoft would be very wise to acquire them, like they acquired Minecraft. Um, I still know kids 10 years later who are still playing Minecraft. I've never played it. I've seen it. I get it. It's digital Legos. I love it. It's a lot less violent than Call of Duty games. Personally, I like the violent games, but you get the idea. Uh, If Microsoft or Sony were to say, you know, let's just bite the bullet and and open up the war chest and buy this company. uh, Now it may be too late now that they're public. Now that company will have to uh, figure out, do they want to continue to grow? Or will they grow faster by making partnerships with companies like Netflix and Warner Brothers and superhero advertisements? Or will they try to keep the, the world clean and clear? No doubt the pandemic saw them see big numbers sign up. After the pandemic, you'll see some kids fall off. One of the companies that I was looking at tied towards Roblox was a husband and wife team who met playing Roblox 10 years ago. Now they're in love. She's kind of good looking. He's kind of good looking. And they're pulling in $50,000 a month with a game sold to children. Which is ultimately a free game, but then you pay for extra things like skins and clothing and things like that. Maybe a faster processor inside your, I don't know, not inside the computer, but inside the game. So instead of like waiting for your corn to grow in three hours, it'll grow in three minutes. And you pay for that. It's stupid. But Roblox is established. When I tell you people are getting married after meeting 10 years ago online, and this is a game for like 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds at most, so now they're getting to the age of dating and they've had it their whole life. They may not know anything about Microsoft and how they dominated the computer world with Windows 95 and the Rolling Stones Start Me Up ad campaign and how Bill Gates became notorious, bigger than notorious B.I.G., He was notorious Gates, and he was famous for ripping off other tech companies' ideas. But Roblox has already got 10 years of users. It's like the restaurant industry opening back up. I mentioned at the start of the segment that three or four of my favorite restaurants shut down. I can't go back and give them money. I would have. But when you get someone on a regular basis using your products on a regular basis, you can keep them in that ecosystem for a long time and grow them old in the metaverse that they believe what you show them. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, Instagram, Rob Black Show. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
2020 was probably the year that Bitcoin became more established, step in the right direction. 2021, we're starting to see some of the ramifications of saying that out loud. A non-fungible token by the artist Beeple sold at Christie's for over $60 million, making it one of the most expensive NFT pieces of art ever sold at auction. The sale capped two weeks of frenzied online bidding and ushers in a new era of collectibles where prices for blockchain-based digital images now rival prices for Picassos and Monets. A Picasso and Monet are not rolling over in their grave over this. And they're going to say something along the lines of, oh, we'll see how, how long will that will last. But people are paying for digital art. Earlier in the week, I talked about Gronkowski and how he's come up with a limited edition of visual images that somehow he's going to tie himself into and um, show you that he was a winner. And you'll be able to keep it for years and years and years and years to come. And if you have a restaurant, you could show that digital image at your restaurant if you have the copyright for it, essentially. So a piece of digital art sold for $69 million. NFTs, you're going to hear more about these. They're basically any digital assets with ownership recorded on a blockchain. And it's become a $400 million market fast, like one month fast. Jack Dorsey turned the first ever tweet from 2006 into an NFT that currently has a bid of $2.5 million on it. NBA Top Shots, which are the NFTs of NBA highlight videos, have exploded in popularity, with sales topping $200 million and LeBron James' video selling for 208000 Grimes, a musician, artist, and current love of Elon Musk. She sold more than $6 million in videos and music in a week, and you're like, are you kidding me, Rob? I would say, B, this is going to get regulatory scrutiny. This is going, I'm not going to say in badly, but a lot of Americans are going to get ripped off. Hey, do you want to buy that Grams NFT? That Grimes, not Grams. Heather Graham, different than Grimes. Heather Graham, roller girl. But the weird idea is it's shifting a lot of power to artists quickly. And that's going to make big corporations like Sony and Microsoft, companies that invest as an artist, it's going to make them nervous. Because they used to kind of control the copyright chain, and now the technology can control that. It's just something to talk about. Let's give them something to talk about. Jeep unveiled the long-awaited Grand Wagoneer SUV. Fully loaded $111,000. Cars are getting more expensive. Self-driving cars, autonomous cars, cars with the internet, cars with sensors. To me, Tesla doesn't have a self-driving car. What they have is the greatest autopilot. Um, Just keeps you distance and reminds you when lights turn green. And it's the greatest at helping, but it ain't making the decisions for me yet. Um, lucrative luxury market SUVs. Tesla came out and raised prices on four of their vehicles by over $10,000 today. That's inflation. Did your salary go up 10000 today? 
Or are you going to spread that out over seven years? Um, it's got a lot of premium features inside this Jeep wagon. Satin American walnut wood. Fine Corinthian leather. Palmero leather trimmed. 24-way power seats. 24-way? I have many leather-bound books. Uh, I don't know. That's a lot of money for a vehicle. It has not one, but two touchscreens. One that's essentially in the middle of the car, and one that is on the a passenger side. Front seat. That seems to make a little bit of sense, right? Let's get it away from the driver. But another screen is another dollar. Um, and I don't think that's going to get cheaper. Will we hit a point of that's enough? I don't know if we ever hit that point. Gree is good. Roblox shares jumped after Kathy Woods Fun bought it on the first day. I've said on this show numerous times, and it's time to send Grandpa Black back to the the factory to be get reprogrammed. You don't buy tech stocks on the first day of their public opening. You give them a little bit of time, let the insiders sell and, and buy a yacht or two. But right now we're in a little bit of a Robin Hood investor-led market right now, and everyone wants an IPO because they saw what the last one did. What's this one do? Oh, it makes cigarettes for children. But it's an IPO. Let's do it. They're selling, Mortimer. Shares of Roblox jumped today after it was revealed that Kathy Woods bought yesterday. She bought 500,000 shares. Company soared 54% in its market debut. It's a kid's gaming app. It doesn't make cigarettes for children. But because she's been tied to it, we're like, ooh. She's tied to it on day one. And I'm like, Rob says, wait 90 days. If you waited 90 days on Facebook, you got to buy 50% off. If you wait 90 days on Roblox, you could be paying a 50% premium. I don't know. Johnson Johnson's one-shot COVID vaccine cleared for use in the EU. AstraZeneca is seeing their COVID shot be scrutinized in Europe for some blood clotting issues. Not a good day to be AstraZeneca. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. I'm out there. Find me at robblackshow.com. Break them